Welcome to Idea Factory Giveaway, a guest-guided mapping expedition to the borders of human creativity. I'm John, and this is my fault. I'm Desha, and this is totally not my fault. <laughs> it is. I said yes. <laughs> it's still good. It's still good. Besha, how's it, how's going? it going? You know, I'm in Portland. It's 90 degrees here. Oh, dear God. It's disgusting. Uh, my dog's been eating garbage in the park all day, and I mean literal <laughs> garbage. Um, that's, I see. That's all I've got. She's, uh, you know, developmentally, I bet your kid is probably caught up to her. I mean, I he he's at that stage now where he has discovered uh, the joys of uh, mangling paper or cloth. Like, oh, yeah. if you give him something that's made of either, either of those things, he'll just kind of like he'll attempt to he'll attempt to wreck it, and it is uh, adorable to witness. Actually, someday he's going to um, do it, and then he's going to be shocked and horrified. <laughs> he he doesn't ha- yet have the uh, what I seem uh, to have perceived as a, a common baby instinct, which is to take something that is offered it immediately shove it into his mouth although he's getting there i'm sure he'll get there very quickly he probably also doesn't have breath like rancid fish stew that is uh that is true he does not i mean is it weird that i have never smelled my baby's breath i mean it you know hasn't gotten bad enough to notice i guess yeah and and honestly like I, I miss puppy breath because it doesn't even really smell like anything. It doesn't smell good. It just doesn't smell like anything. And then when they get big enough to have, like, their grown-up bacteria in their mouths or something, oh, it, then you notice. And, it's, and then you're noticing that there was an absence before that was very pleasant. Hopefully that's not quite the same for human children, but... I, I mean, who knows? Who knows? The microbiome is a... Is a, is, is a a mysterious thing. Don't bite my hand. I'm your mother. Ow. <laughs> you'll you'll have that to look forward to someday too. Oh, uh, yes. Don't I'm bite certain. me, your father. Ow, please, <laughs> please, for the love of God. <laughs> uh, is it perhaps time to introduce our guest, our return guest, no Welcome less? Back guest. Oh, am I am I allowed to talk now? <laughs> yes. Is this me part? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just like so into that whole conversation that I feel like I started picturing what my life would be like if I were living with a thousand babies and a thousand puppies and smelling all of their breaths, breaths, breaths. Anyway, hi, I'm Jessica Zulman. <laughs> welcome, welcome back. I think the last time we had you uh, on the episode count was in the was in the like the twenties somewhere, and now yeah. uh, you'll you'll be I think somewhere in the seventies. Oh, I like it. Also, I can see the date. It was 2016. Yeah. No. I didn't even yes. have a little dog at that point. Wow. No baby. No dog. Yeah. What was, was any one of us doing? <laughs> Not following Dagger on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, I I I barely know. Wow, wow, incredible. Uh, Jess, what have what have you for those? Okay, actually, for those who haven't listened to this show in its entirety and maybe you know weren't there for episode twenty four or whatever it was, um, Jess, what what what's your deal? What's what what 
What's going on? Oh, my deal. Okay, so <laughs> the like really basic version is I am a commercial photographer and uh, people know me on the internet. That is true. People know me because I worked at Instagram and I... I don't know, lived in San Francisco and was like, cool. I feel like that's the real reason, which is dumb. <laughs> it's dumb. I don't even know that I was cool. I just hung out with cool people doing cool stuff, like inventing cool internet things, which is part of how I know you, John. Well, this is, I was going to say, I mean, you know, I, 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 can, I'm, I was there and I can back up that you were cool. Yeah. I will back that up to <laughs> any, anybody who comes to my door wondering, is Jessica <laughs> cool? Jessica. No, I, I mean, really yes. it would be like, you would be like, she was. <laughs> now she's older and tired all the time. We and listen. That's true yay. of all of us. <laughs> well, uh, perhaps it is now time to explain the podcast, which is my job, um, which is basically just that um, I've been coming up with ideas for a decade, and there are too many of them. Some of them, however, might be amazing. They're all in a big spreadsheet, and it's time to give them away to you, you who is listening right now. Uh, Besha's here. Jessica's going to help. If you hear an idea you like, it's yours to run with. I just want credit. And a cut. Yes. Jess, yeah. what is the first thing you've discovered the in the pile? The Museum of Celebrity Dream Quotes. Oh, hell yes. Right? Oh, hell yes. I was hoping somebody would find that. It was me. (laughs) It was me, the photographer, who's obsessed with these weird internet pop-up museums. (laughs) Oh, true. Right? True. I mean, like the Museum of Ice Cream. I call it an Mm -hmm. internet pop-up museum, knowing full well it's in real life. But Mm -hmm. it's a pop-up museum specifically made to be featured on the internet Mm -hmm. by amateur people. Uh, bloggers I want to say bloggers I feel like that word is appropriate here yeah I think so I think so yes totally so I need to hear more um okay so the the (laughs) how best to describe this um there are uh you know what actually hang on I need to find I need to find the tumblr post um because it is it's important okay okay (laughs) um so there for some reason that like this probably deserves a research paper all on its own um, is that there is this thing that's been happening where like Obama appears in people's dreams and says like just the just the wildest shit and (laughs) it sounds like that was (laughs) it's true it's true. Okay. Okay. I I will read to you the first the, the like somebody somebody went on Tumblr after presumably after waking up and um and and just typed this post out for everybody to read. Okay. It, it goes like this. <clears throat> Had a dream Obama and the guy who plays air guitar at the mall were about to fight and Obama said, "Violence for violence is the rule of beasts." And I woke <laughs> up because that was the rawest shit I ever heard. Wow. <laughs> God damn. That is wild. Isn't it the best thing ever? Violence for violence is the rule of beasts. Like it's 
Okay, that's just one of three amazing dream Obama quotes, though. Do you, do you want to hear the other two? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the second one is from a different... Um, so that one was from a, a Tumblr user whose name at the time was Kumagawa. This one is from uh, a, a user whose name at the time was Two Fingers Whiskey. And the post goes like this. My mother had a dream where he lived in the forest, and she had a cigarette with him, and he said, To become God is the loneliest achievement of them all. And put it out and walked into the mist, and I've never fucking forgotten that. Oh my god. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. That's pretty good. Okay. Okay, here's the last one, which comes from a now defunct user, so it doesn't matter what their name was. I once dreamed that a giant meteor was headed for Earth, and the government had set up loudspeakers throughout the cities so Obama could give a final address. I'll never forget how strangely comforting it was when he said, There are places we've never been before. Some of us have never been to the Alps. Some of us have never been to Marrakesh. The next life is simply another place we've never been before, and we're all going to go explore it together. <laughs> like, I don't, I, don't you want to see these quotes in a museum next to a yeah. picture of Obama? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I definitely want to hear the, like, what is the large concept of this dream museum? Is it just, like, big quotes on a wall with a photo? Do you want an artist to, like, render the dreams? <gasps> Oh. I don't know because I see this is this is why I love this podcast <laughs> because I just have like the bones of the idea but like you know every time we have people on they help me to flesh them out yeah. and maybe somebody else will do it because yes no that's a great idea there should be artists to interpret the dream yeah I mean as a photographer I want to like immediately hire an Obama lookalike and get and do like a full like well lit with a with a fog machine like scenario you know like I want gel light so it looks surreal I want Obama wearing like the wildest shit ever I mean, I, I think that, I mean, because when I picture it, I picture him in in one of his suits, but, I mean, who knows? Yeah. No, who, I want uh, wild shit. I want him wearing, like, Bjork's swan dress. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dream, John. We gotta get crazy. That, uh, that's true. <laughs> I mean, especially for the for the second one, right, where he's living in the forest. Like, yes. Yeah, no, that's, that, yeah. Oh, exactly. my God, artist interpretations. See, so, I yeah, so um, there are, there are other... T-shirts. Oh, sorry, he, what was that? Know, My bad. He and he and Biden had a whole joke about how uh, when this was all over, they were going to move to Hawaii and just sell white T-shirts. Oh my they God. didn't have to make any choices then. It was going to be a shop that only sold white T-shirts. Hell yeah! I think he might wear that in the forest. Yeah. Why not? Why not? You know, casual Obama. <laughs> Finally, free at last. Finally, yeah. But so, but so, like there have to be other instances where people have had dreams about celebrities where they like say or do, you know, like just just weird shit. And I think that there should be a museum devoted to that. Yeah. I like the idea of different rooms being devoted to different celebrities. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. Especially, yeah. I mean, because right, I mean, these three examples prove that there is some kind of weird dream synchronicity happening around Barack Obama, and I would bet you that like. Where there's three, there's probably a thousand. And it's just that we all deeply miss him. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. We're seeking his guidance in our subconscious. And it's it's soothing to to dream of him. It's like everybody watching Great British Bake Off. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He he has wisdom for us, uh, you know, about um, an uncounted number of topics. And so, yeah, I mean, that would be another thing is that this museum, I feel like, would would help, would perhaps like, you know, help expose other, yeah, other dreams that people have had about other celebrities. And it would be an ever expanding installation. Sold. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. God, recreations, of course. That's a, yeah, that's a great idea. God damn. If I do say so myself. You're allowed. Excellent. <laughs> um, what else? What else is on the spreadsheet? Okay. The next one. Bar partnerships nachos. Huh. It's a business. Okay. It's a business. And it doesn't say restaurant as a tag, so that's where I was... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Want more. Is, is is there anything in the notes field and for nothing. that? Nothing. Oh, my God. Okay. Bar, Bar partnerships. partnerships. Nachos. Nachos. <laughs> this might be the kind of... Oh, you know what it is? Okay. I think what it is is it's for bars that don't serve food. Okay. Where, like, you know, but, like, ev- but fucking when you're drunk, everybody wants nachos. Yeah, not wrong. So... I think what this is 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 that there, there should be just a system whereby every bar that doesn't serve food should have a designated partner restaurant mm. um, where similar to I think I, I don't know if this is still possible but at the Edinburgh Castle in San Francisco um, you used to be able to order fish and chips at the bar. Uh, and they would call like they they had some kind of thing going with a, with a fish and chips joint that was like around yeah. the corner, right? Yeah. And like they would order it for you, and it would just show up. Totally. They should do that, but for nachos, and it should be at every bar. So like the tamale lady in San Francisco. Ooh. Did she? I mean, but uh, but, uh, but, but she, I mean, demand. she would. <laughs> And, and she would kind of like, sort of like roam from bar to bar, right? Mm-hmm. Like she didn't appear yeah. at set times. You couldn't summon the tamale lady. Nope. You just no. were lucky to be at the bar where she showed up, There's right? No I would say Zeitgeist on like a Friday night was a guarantee. But they serve food now, so I feel like she's maybe not Toronado, a kind of yeah, a, kind of a staple. Yeah. yeah. For sure. It was mostly like Mission. It was up and down, you know, Valencia kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, but so so yeah. So I feel like that that should just be the thing. And then like it, it you know it lets like the you know the restaurant gets a little bit of publicity, you know, yeah. and it just be like, hey, you know, like you like these nachos, you should come around to the actual restaurant sometime for you know wing night or whatever. I do think that this would be so useful in cities like San Francisco where nothing is open after 2 a.m. Oh, my God, yes. And, like, you're just wasted and dying inside. Um, <laughs> I feel like there's other cities where that's a thing. But for, like, L.A., I lived on the street from a 24-hour diner with really good food. So I no oh. longer run into the I'm desperate for food scenario. Mm. Um, but I definitely want bar partnerships nachos in San Francisco because San Francisco deserves that. Yes. Yes. And then, I mean, right, depending on which bar you go to. Oh. Yeah. Pardon me. You're thinking about those nachos. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Right. Like different bars 
different restaurants, crazy nachos. You know, I mean, like mm. a bar in Chinatown, for instance, might have like really good nachos that have ch- like Chinese food of some kind on them. Like, I, I would want that. Let's let's find out. Let's find out. We're approaching a unified theory of uh, nachos exist in every cuisine. Well, I think in this case we would have to, like, we would be forcing the creation of them. Kind of. Um, Yeah, it's no burrito. (laughs) I feel like you could take rice, you could take rice and you could flatten it and then you could fry it on either side so you get crispy rice. Mm. And then the crispy rice would serve as, like, the nacho. You could, or you could just do it with wonton shells. Oh, okay, yeah, that's smart. Yeah. And there's always Irish nachos if you want a little extra potato in your nacho. Mmm, always. I like this. Excellent. Why are you doing this? (laughs) My dog is standing directly between me and my laptop, which which I'm using to do this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Dogs, man. Hi. (laughs) I'm here. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case you forgot. I picture the eyes going in two different directions for some reason, too. They just about do. They're kind of bulky. Yeah. What's next on the spreadsheet? Okay, so this one, um, which I thought was so great, it's a callback to the last time I was on the show, we discussed um, Cosplay Island. Yes. You put in an update for Cosplay Island, and nobody had brought it up. Oh. So the update for Cosplay Island is costume storage and peer-to-peer rental marketplace striped, is that striped or stripped, by character, genre, gender, size, rigidity. (laughs) (laughs) Which is my favorite edition in the whole thing. But there was just a Cosplay Island update, and I think I just need to know what's going on. Oh, uh, I, I, I ended up discussing this idea with somebody, and uh, I mean, not on the podcast, which is weird. Um, but uh, and we came to the conclusion that, like, if you had a store like Cosplay Island, which, listeners, you're just going to have to go back and find the... Actually, the episode, I think, is even titled Cosplay Island, so it would be easy to yeah. find. Um, so if you have a place like Cosplay Island, where, like, people are learning techniques and, you know, like coming together it's like a community spot for cosplayers right uh i've thought that like one of the, something else you could add to the business model is um oftentimes like once a cosplayer is done making their costume it's just taking up space in their closet and depending on what kind of costume it is it could be very bulky right but what if you could offer like a place to store that costume <laughs> right and then it becomes sort of like it, so you would have to imagine like a, like a back room at cosplay island that is nothing but racks and racks of costumes but then if it's like once they're in there right like you can um, you can sort of like tag and sort them based on you know like yeah exactly based on genre and all that other stuff that I said yeah rigidity uh, yes well uh, <laughs> How, that was, how rigid is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that one is just, just in there because, you know, sometimes people like to make, you know, like armor, right? No, you're not wrong. Honestly, as someone with a closet full of costumes, there are some that are just so... I can't, like, fold them up. They can't go in... Ugh. It's the right? most obnoxious. I have, like, a cane. I have, mm-hmm. like, uh, a crazy police light, like, <laughs> hat for my Space Patrol Lulu Co. cosplay that, like, I do... I. It's the hardest thing to store. I hate it. Yeah. You're not yeah. 
And, and plus then, like once it's been stored, right? Like you know where it is. But also then you can rent your costume out to somebody else yeah. who maybe wants to borrow it. Um, and, you know, you can set your own price or whatever. And you kind of, you know, like you, you would have to put size measurements of some kind in there so that somebody would you'd know whether or not it would fit them. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, I mean, at that you'd probably also have to like insure your costume yeah. Yeah. in some way. But like, you know, that these, these are solvable problems um, in my, you know, in my theoretical costume rental marketplace add on to uh, the existing store but uh that yes yeah, so I that was it. the idea it's like it's like rent the runway for cosplay oh my yeah. god that's exactly what it rent is the cosplay. it's perfect yeah and i also feel like there's a marketplace for wedding dresses too where it's mostly for selling it's not for renting yeah. but mm. if you want to sell your wedding dress after your wedding day you're just not interested in keeping it in your closet for absolutely no gosh darn reason mm-hmm. you can put it up and, and it's again it's like the size stuff usually if you're a bigger size people will are more likely to buy it because it can be tailored. Um, and then oh. people who have smaller sizes have a little harder of a time selling their stuff. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely a similar concept, except for yeah. that sales. So. Yeah, no, true, true. Uh, you know, funnily enough, on that topic, um, a friend of ours uh, who... Uh, when we, she still hasn't done this idea, but just, but like it's 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 coming. I feel like um, wants to do like basically just a fancy dinner party where all of the women just wear their wedding dresses, because fuck it, like yeah, why yeah. not? God damn it, right? Um, it's still it hasn't happened yet, but I feel like it's going to at some point, maybe in the next year or so. It's a good but, idea. But this, this again, yeah, this is an idea that is not mine. I don't remember whose it is. I want to say it's my friend Molly's, but I I don't know if that's true or not. Um, oh, it's 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 my wife Mavis's idea and Molly's idea. So yes, <laughs> I love it. It's a great idea. I I would encourage the dissemination of this idea as well. Okay, all right, excellent. You ready excellent. for the next one? I am. Internet themed restaurant. <laughs> Oh, no. God. <laughs> so I have to say, I did like about an hour and a half worth of research to find out if this was a thing in Japan already. Right. <laughs> <And> <laughs> what did you discover? No. I mean, so there are internet cafes, like, you know, old school 90s, 2000s internet cafes, mm-hmm. but they are still internet cafes. Mm-hmm. And nobody's taken them and tried to make like cute, ridiculous things the only the closest thing that i kept coming back to over and over and over again which if you're familiar with like tourism japan you know is robot restaurant right they they integrate a lot of like really well-known internet things and themes and memes but other than that like nah not really it's Mm. not even close it's not Mm. what i i would imagine your um idea is because and i'm imagining it because you put in the notes lolcats on the table surfaces. <laughs> so See, I have a very specific idea. <laughs> here's the here's the that's that's the okay so just the use of that word indicates how old this idea is. Yeah. So like I mean, oh my god. Yeah. I mean, I want mm. a ceiling cat. I there's got to be a ceiling cat in there. Yes. Mm, yes. Key. Yes. <laughs> yeah, There's I don't. So many other ideas. Yeah, you would. You would basically. Yeah, you would have to go like meme mining and yeah. and and like just try to try to see whatever you can do that would that could be made like physical that would be funny 
uh, or fun to just have in a restaurant and then just like do all of those ideas at once and just sort of like layer them on top of each other. Um, <clears throat> would you want to leave room for future memes? I mean, yes. Otherwise, yeah. it becomes a museum to Reddit 2007. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think that, like, there's room for, like, small changes. Like, the menu obviously needs to be themed. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. some of the food needs to, like, I. that's why I think I went immediately to Japan. Because I was picturing, like, oh, like, the rice, like, a bento box where the rice is shaped like, you know, <gasps> like, the deal with it glasses. I don't know, like, funny <sighs> things that you could, like, play with and make memes of your own with. And then... <sighs> And then drink names too. Like, there's got to be, oh yeah, memeable oh, yeah. drinks or things Horrible. that are, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, no, like yeah. the ice bucket challenge is a drink. I don't know. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is. You just get a cup of ice. Yes. Uh, the cinnamon challenge is just a bottle of Fireball. Like the whole bottle. Yeah. You get a full carton of milk. <laughs> For the milk uh, chug, it's a great idea. I, I honestly like. I want you to do this. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry. You have to go to Japan and, and open this. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, and I will now be accepting. Uh, you know, I just I just need to find some investors, like a lot of investors, because this is going to be very expensive. Yeah. Well, you're in the Bay Area. We. It's, that's that's true. I I am in the in the that the beating bloody heart of. All that is venture capital. I, uh, I'll just go, I'm going to go outside my apartment and throw a rock. I'll be right back. Yeah. Can you play <laughs> Rebecca Black's Friday on repeat every Friday? Oh, oh. No, I, I would accept that that would mean that the staff turnover. Yeah. Would... <laughs> True. <laughs> so one thing that I did find mm. is that someone tried to start a meme restaurant. Hmm. Like recently, really? Like it, like in March, and they kickstarted it. Ah, uh. and they immediately got death threats. <laughs> what? I don't know. Wow. I think Reddit was just like really not into it. Wow. Where was it? Um, great question. Let me. Um, well, they wanted to serve Kofifi coffee. Oh, oh, of course they. And the Tide Pod shake. Here's the thing. I think there's no nostalgia in a lot of their stuff, mm-hmm. and that's. Probably where they went awry. Mm-hmm. A little too um, current. Let's see. Where was it? No, I've got nothing. Fascinating. But it was supposed to be with her and her brother, and, like, people were just dunzo. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, think, I think there is a danger if you try to go too recent. Because, um, you know, and, and it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's too fresh. It's too fresh. Can't be done. Yeah. You got to you got to shoot for that that nostalgic sweet spot. God, I was just thinking. Remember when we when we all used the term lol cats and there was no such thing as Twitter even. <laughs> yeah, the before times. It I mean, really it really okay. Before okay, yeah. What's next? Oh, next. Next is Medicare Translator Startup. <gasps> Aha, okay. Oh, I'm all okay. over this. Yeah, this 
all this is is basically just um, it's a company that exists whose sole purpose is like if you're a person who is on Medicare and something fucked up happens to you and you need to get medical care and then all the paperwork comes your way or whatever yeah. right like you just need you just need to pick up a phone and call somebody and, and like then, then that person shows up and they explain how to handle it all and maybe even they handle some of it for you right mm. like they talk to the company or whatever so basically you just need to like you call one person you talk to one person and you just you pay them or you don't pay them or whatever it is you need to do and and you're good instead of having to like deal with the whole mess on your own like it they're just like basically like middleware for our completely fucked up healthcare system so there is an organization that exists like this. There's a Cal- oh my California God. Health Advocates that I yeah. think it might be Oakland-based, if I remember no correctly. No shit. Yeah, I ended up having to refer a patient to them because we didn't really deal with Medicare and didn't know much about it, but they seemed <gasps> to know what they were doing. Because oh. that, there is a need for that. But they also yeah. weren't like, they were California-specific, and like they're small, and they're a nonprofit, and of course nobody wants to fund stuff like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. So my mom just broke her shoulder Mm. she's 70 and has been on medicare for a couple years now Mm. and first of all i will say we there's no paperwork we went to cedar sinai and everything was covered basically she just got like an email that was like don't worry about it zero you have zero (laughs) the the thing that ended up being a problem was we she was traveling when she broke her shoulder and so we had to navigate the world of travel insurance Mm-hmm. Oh. So, oh. But you're yeah. not wrong. This is so helpful. I mean, so she actually had nurses and physical therapists coming to our home. That's wow. a service that Medicare offers. So we didn't wow. have to keep putting her in the car with a broken shoulder yeah. or a recent surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like just checked her blood pressure and made sure she was okay. And she had a shower nurse helping her shower. And they like go a lot. I mean, they're very used to dealing with people that are a lot older than my mom because they were definitely treating my mom like she was a lot older than she was. Um, <laughs> my shoulders bro- broken, not my legs. Yeah, or like my brain's still working. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> I, I still have a full-time job. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, it was really amazing. And, and I'm sure that there are certain instances where like something isn't fully covered. I mean, Cedars-Sinai is incredible. I think they just happen to accept Medicare and are very they work very well with it mm-hmm. but yeah this is that's a need that's a super big yeah. need so We're, yeah i mean you know we don't have to like rely on i mean on beleaguered nonprofits. like you know i, I feel like there's got to be money to be made in there somewhere for somebody who you know is like wily enough to to navigate all that shit like it, i'm you know there, it's got to be right you know, there's got to be i would also say that like Medicare, because the AARP has some great lobbying, like mm-hmm. works reasonably well. People who yeah. really, really, really need some translation are people on Medicaid, who exactly. are poor, who may be disabled, who frequently like don't have the skills in one way or another to deal with the shit ton of paperwork that Medicaid will throw at them. And yeah, that like, sounds like a nightmare. Mm, I bet that, maybe sorry. that's what I was thinking of. I actually don't know, I like, I, I didn't know that, I still don't know the difference. Medicare is age, usually, mm-hmm. sometimes disability, uh-huh. and Medicaid is income, usually, and sometimes disability. Uh-huh. And with well, the Medicaid expansion from the Affordable Care Act, a lot more people got onto it. Yeah. And the system was not prepared to cope. Well, th- that's it. That those yes. 
That's what the is service. Medi-Cal? I mean, obviously California specific. It's but California's what? version of Medicaid. Okay. Oh. They just brand it fun because you can do that. Cute. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. The next one's a doozy. Okay. And I feel like you wrote this a long time ago, but I'm curious to find out if you wrote it recently. Hmm. Presidential consistency manager. Oh, Christ. Yeah, right? Sorry, y'all. Doing it. (laughs) Is there anything in the notes for that? No. (laughs) Oh, Christ. Which makes me think this is old, and I am... I'm into yeah. that if it is. Oh, it has to be ancient. Okay, so this is definitely. I mean, like this. This was un, under. Okay, I think what it what it is is that it's 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 like a, a a position that exists at the White House, and their job theoretically is like when the president says like, "Oh, we should support that," right? Then like he basically like follows the president around, and the <laughs> next time, like any time the president touches something to do with whatever X topic is, right? The um, the, the presidential consistency manager, his job is to make sure that whatever the president does to touch that thing is in line with whatever he said, right? Um, where you know, if he's like, well, we should expand the military budget, you know, right? I yes. I can't stop thinking about how nice that would be, and how broken. That dummy orange dum dum is. That, oh my God! No, you would need. And how anyone in that role in this administration would have killed themselves long ago. I mean, they've yeah. all left. How, yeah. Isn't that actually like a ro- uh, well? I guess uh, what's her name? Uh, the the crypt keeper with the blonde hair. Yeah. Oh God. She's still there inexplicably. Yeah, and I feel like that is maybe. I, I guess it's more her job to pretend like what he said is consistent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like you would need a like a literal like a battalion of troops. Like, I mean, just, I mean, like, just to, yeah, oh, there's no, there's no way. You wrote this at a time when it was just such a cute idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah, no, definitely, definitely before Trump. Like, definitely. Because now I can only imagine how dark my version of that would be. Oh, God. I mean, oh, that dumb like a motherfucker! Giant presidential like boot <laughs> kicks him off the lawn. I, I, like a giant boot. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I think what I would <laughs> my version of that for Trump would be a fucking shock collar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And, and the thing is that it would be going off so often that he would yeah. he'd be dead in minutes. Or he just like would get used to it. Or he would get oh. boners. Oh no! Yeah. Oh. Oh no! Oh, I don't want to think uh, about. Oh, oh God. Okay. Okay. Sorry. He's into some shit, you guys. <laughs> no kink shaming, though. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just gonna shame him for being a horrible goddamn person. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Should we try to find one more? Yeah, I've got one more. And okay. it's unfortunately still on topic. Okay, that's But fine. I think in a more positive way. Let's see it. All right, wish. Rich people should fund stuff Trump hates specifically because they don't like him. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I had to redeem that last one. I had to, had to, had to. It's perfect. Okay. So picture this, right? Like um, Trump killed some kind of big um, New York City transit thing, right? It was like a billion dollars or something. It was like, no. Fucking, can you, and he hates Jeff Bezos, 
Mm-hmm. Do you imagine if Bezos came in and was just like, bam, here's your billion dollars. Do it. Build it. It's going to be great. Here's the thing. The only, I've got one, uh, just, you know, one codicil I want to add. Uh, every train that you make uh, just has to have a picture of me on it somewhere, just like in the corner that just says, brought to you by Jeff Bezos with like a yeah. smile and yeah. just, uh, you know, like, like, could you, like, I just, there, I want that so badly. <laughs> and I want him to do that everywhere. Like, Anytime there is something that Trump kills, some rich person should just step in and fund it and be like, fuck you, Trump. And like, just the goodwill they would generate is there's no downside. (laughs) Yes. So not a specific thing, but I know Chrissy Teigen has been blocked by Donald Trump. (gasps) And she was a like, not that she was a part of the um, lawsuit, but like was clearly, you know, looking forward to him being forced to Mm -hmm. unblock her. Uh, (laughs) And he so adamantly does not want to unblock her that he still hasn't unblocked anyone, even though the courts demanded that he unblock her. Anyway, Uh, I feel like there's a good amount of hatred between the two of them. And that just makes me laugh. Uh, Um, uh, She is so amazing. She's the best. And she recently, everyone in her family contributed $72,000 to the ACLU in light of everything that's happening um, at the the border and yeah. ICE. And they raised over a million dollars. God the damn ACLU, it. She, which, we, you know, we know the ACLU has got some... We, we, it's, it's fine. It's, yeah, yeah. The, I think it's the intention of the big old middle finger that I've <laughs> truly appreciated. I do too. I Chrissy Teigen, we don't deserve her. I mean, we, we need her. We need her. And yeah. John. Yeah. I never, I would never have thought that I would be like, thank God that man exists. I would. (sighs) He's so dreamy. (laughs) I met him. I photographed him and I met him. And I, when I met him, told him that I wished I was meeting Chrissy Teigen. (laughs) (laughs) Keeping it real. (laughs) And he was like, thank you for just being honest. I was like, you're welcome. You're cool. I love your wife. Oh my god! (laughs) I'm photos of herself breast pumping, like with her dress off. I just, she's great. She's just great for the world. Yes, I agree. I agree. Oh my god. (laughs) Uh, That's you know what? That is the perfect note on which to segue into the time for one of us to give a terrible recommendation or to showcase an idea from our guest. Um, Jess, Basha, do either of you have anything in either of those spheres? I, I came up with something. Yes! Yes! Okay, it's a summer camp for dogs where they get high all day and it's called catnap. <laughs> for dogs? For do- yeah. All right. For dogs. Hell I yeah. just want dogs to be able to get high and there not to be stigma. Why do cats get to have all the fun? That's true. <laughs> it's so socially acceptable for cats. Yeah. <laughs> and then people are all like controversial CBD treats. And I'm like, what? Let my dog get high. <laughs> well, so that's I mean, a, yeah, that's a goal for Dagger. Some dogs appear to be completely immune to it, so... Mm. Oh, I see. That's that is a shame. That's yeah. A shame. yeah. 
Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I have I have nothing to add. That is uh, amazing and terrible at the same time. I would um, pay money for a live feed of that summer camp. That's the way that it would fund yeah. itself, I feel like. Yeah. For sure. Oh, it would be like the the, the Shiba Inu puppy cam forever. Oh, the, oh, the puppy the cam. Eagle, the eagle cam, too. Yeah. So check in on those little baby eagles. Uh, those things would both be appearing in the internet restaurant, I think. Yes. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Excellent. All right. Uh, I think it might be time for us to tell where we can all be found on the internet. Um, for me, uh, this is it's much easier than it ever was, thanks to my friend Jen, who is Jennifer Marie on Twitter, uh, a sometime guest co-host, mind you. Um, you can find episodes that feature her in the archive. Uh, my whole deal has been streamlined. Um, you can just go to flavor.country to see uh, all of my social presences and the stuff that I make, Instagram, Twitter, uh, my newsletter, yada, yada. Go there. It's great. I'm on Twitter as Besha, B-E-S-H-A. So easy. <laughs> uh, I'm on Twitter and the internet and everywhere as Zombie. You can go to jayzombie.com. And I also have a podcast called Feeling Feelings. Give it a little listen. Aww. If you like hearing two ladies just talk about all the things that give them anxiety and depression and also uh, how we're artists. Because it's hard. It's very good. I'm going to listen to that. Yeah. Yes. Endorsement from me, for sure. Thanks, bud. <laughs> this podcast is available pretty much anywhere you listen to them. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. Whatever platform you're using, please, please, please consider leaving us a nice review or rating as it helps more people discover us, and it increases the chance of one of the ideas you've just heard actually being picked up by somebody out there. If you're not going to get around to doing that, why not tell a friend? Thanks, and remember, if you've heard an idea you like, go ahead and do it. I just want credit. And I want to cut. Do-do, do-do, do-do.